trying hard and then pulling out the right reference, if they're deploying the right reference. That's what I said to my wife. Well, no, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I like that you brought your notebook. Well, that's for the next thing. That's for doctor uh, preparation over here. I, you have brought. I've, we've, you and we've I had notebooks before. Yeah. Yes, and you've paused and written stuff down. I've paused and written stuff down, and I've never listened to myself back on any form. It's Andy's version of panning for gold. <laughs> shake, 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 shake it harder. We got color. You got everybody. We're good. Is, what uh, are we on a What are we on a break? Can we close the door back there, please? Oh, all of it. Yeah. Can we uh, also? Uh, can you put it on sauna, the thermostat? <laughs> Please put the thermostat on. Uh, what's even funnier than sauna? How about Josh? at least turn the jets on? Turn the jets on. Does in that mean like? Tub. Oh, because there's a jacuzzi. We're in a jacuzzi. Right. Yeah. That's where I uh, in a jacuzzi. That's where I got hepatitis D through K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was that note I was going to write down before about podcast? Does anybody remember? <laughs> Gone did, did forever. We <laughs> did we hear it? You said you're rolling. Yeah. Okay. You guys are ready. I'm Clearly, not, I'm. I'm not ready. I'm into it. <laughs> you're into it. You're already half. You're already half an hour into this thing, and I haven't started yet. All right, let's do it. I think I have the right number here. Yep. All right. That's the way you start your podcast by looking at one piece of paper and then uh, going back another piece mm-hmm. of paper. This is my in-your-face uh, It's a whole different Andy. Then. No, you no better watch needs. out. No, you better watch out. What's the saying? Holding me to the fire. Holding my feet to the fire. Holding my feet to the fire. Yeah, which I have done a couple of times. I think it's supposed to be someone's other <laughs> <laughs> because it really. I don't see the benefit. No. It's, like a, G- it's like a G. Gordon Liddy thing. It's like putting the Bic <laughs> under your hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down, but I'm not gonna write the Bic uh, tag. Okay. This is this is our start. We're in it. This is it. This is no laugh track podcast episode two sixty two. And the reason why I ho- he's going to leave that in of us just chatting right there is because earlier today I'm with uh, Andy Kindler and Josh Weinstein, and I was listening to your podcast, and I didn't realize until I got uh, until I got off my phone and was switching to another episode that it had gone from one into another and I didn't even notice. That's yes. what it's for. We've got I've gotten that note from lots of people who've gone. Okay. I listened to four episodes of your podcast and didn't re- I thought it was one. And that's kind of how I edit it is I really want it to be feel like one continuing conversation. I like to think of it as my eternity with Andre. <laughs> I, I'm Andre in that equation, but also he told me he wants to take over the Brian Eno airport uh, background environmental sound uh, market. Yes, because nothing blends in like Andy Kindler's voice. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We'd have to mix it. We have to put it through a. Uh, a de- we have to de- dejew it yes. first of all, yes. and stick it in a waspirator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Why the aren't no, you writing oh. down Waspirator? You must I, have I used that before. I want to write down Waspirator. You won't write down Waspirator? I want to wa- write down Waspirator. But. I am here at Acme right now. It is uh, Thursday afternoon, and it's, uh, it's the middle of the afternoon, and we're, you guys, we're all going to be here a few more hours from now as well, because you guys are going to do your podcast, and I'm going to sit here in the audience. F- it makes it sound very long. <laughs> very long. <laughs> a few more hours. How long is your podcast? Well, I mean, it's three-something right now, so it's going to be a few more hours oh, just to... To I'm already more relaxed, uh, Josh. Uh, I'm already more relaxed. You know why? Because I don't have to listen or anything. I heard what he said, that's but good. not because I'm obligated. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Are you adjusting? 
Are you adjusting my uh, oh, v- uh, my mic when I make a, a point up in this register? Because I'm getting a lot of people saying that a lot of people don't know how to record me without um, uh, uh, blowing the thing. Andy Redline Kindler. Andy Redline. <laughs> Redline. Andy Redline. So I am here with the two uh, co-hosts. I'm taking over for Jerry Lewis, by the way. I don't know if you That's can tell. There's Andy a, Redline. There's an opening. <laughs> hey. We didn't even think about talking about dead comics. We can. No, but that I was think it. every podcast in America did already, but yeah, yeah, let's dig deep. He was born <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Is that really what? <laughs> sure. Why? <laughs> why go with good facts? With the real facts. Yeah. I was hanging out with my uh, dad the other night, and I, I, I just asked him, "I go, did you ever? Were you ever a fan of Jerry Lewis?" Nope. <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. I could see that, though. I could see where Jerry Lewis, if you were, cont- well, he was a contemporary of your father. <laughs> Contemporary? Uh, well, he was 91. Your father's how old? Not, not that old. All right, so he's just Somewhere young enough. Somewhere between you and uh, Yeah, he's young Jerry. enough to be just annoyed by Jerry Lewis. I think he would have had to have been a contemporary when they first came out to not be right. My annoyed. mom saw, saw Martin and Lewis live here in Minnesota when she was a kid. Really? Yeah. Not I don't I think it was one of the old vaudeville houses that doesn't it isn't there anymore but like like the Orpheum a theater like that. But, did she uh, speak? Did she speak highly of that show? I don't think I don't know how much she remembered. Even I mean, she must have. I think they broke up in like fifty five or something. Or, Your mom, you know, or you know, Your mom broke up in fifty five. Yeah, she completely fell oh, apart. I'll tell you, my comedy is on today, baby. <laughs> it's going to be family. No family. No family is safe. I'm sure she was a screaming girl about it at the time, though. Yeah, yeah. Much like a Beatles concert, right? That's yeah. what those are the those are the films you see of Martin and Lewis. I can't hear any of the sound effects. Are, is it in your earphone? <laughs> Where, where, where's the sixty-five degrees downtown Minneapolis? We're gonna be giving away Philadelphia flyovers of sandwiches. I couldn't even think of the local team. Twins. There you go. Hey, talking about the twins, I had an experience in college that was pretty good. And now it's going to be an all Iron Maiden rock block. Did you do coke today? <laughs> no, but no, I, I, do feel, I do feel like maybe it's time I've given it enough years Yeah, give it another shot cocaine. I think so. Absolutely. I'd have more energy, Josh. You would. That's true. Temporarily. That's, that's really desirable at this point. I'm listening to you now. It's only when we do the podcast. This week on Thought Spiral, Andy's heart explodes. That's not funny. My father and stuff like that. <laughs> we do. We joke about it. Both of our fathers have passed away. Yeah. His mother has passed away. My mother's aggravating me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Somebody grab the net. <laughs> My mother has not passed away, but you know what? Sometimes I feel like when I'm in the middle of a conversation with her, I would expire. <laughs> she says, Andy, I have to, but you? I have to, but you? <laughs> now, someone's going someone's gonna to accuse me of stealing Josh's joke. I knew that would get right up his ass. Really? I knew because yeah, it's, it's a line from his You're not worried about that? No, the, jo- the joke is... Andy's the, hypersensitive to anything that sounds anything like his act, and I specifically did something from his act. Oh, so. I see. And I will. And, and by the way, without me even saying anything, just through a computer program, he's already been sued, <laughs> just because he got picked up. But the, the the old classic joke is: the guy comes home and he finds his best friend in bed with his wife, and he says, "Harry, I have to, but you." <laughs> I have taken that joke yes. and placed it in the setting of my father's funeral when my mother turns to me and she says, Andy, I have to, but you? 
And people who are comics, 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 <laughs> comics, love it. After they Google it. After they Google it. <laughs> he pointed out something very true about me. He is my conscience. And sometimes... That's not what I pointed out. No, that, but sometimes conscience... Uh, is, it, is, it, is it normal to want to strangle your conscience in a tub of water? <laughs> No, but he pointed out that my mic thing was like this, which you can't see on the podcast, is a closed-off mic thing. And not only was is he is he right, uh, that's how I can feel myself go into it when I'm, I, I, I hate the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defensive posture. Interesting. Yeah. And I, from listening to, let's see, how many episodes have you guys done? 16? No, yes. we've only done, we haven't done any episodes. They're we've all just test, done test shows. shows. Oh, I've been right. listening to the test show. Just the test show. Yeah. Let, let me get the words And when right this here. joke, we are never going to let this joke go, even though it hasn't been funny since the third episode. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really felt good today. Someone, someone uh, tweeted me and said, well, how are you going to keep the tone of the show doing a live thing? And I said, well, thankfully, it's just a test show. No, that was <laughs> yeah. good. See? Uh-huh, nice. It is evergreen. That's what I like about it. Evergreen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've done 16 of them. Whose idea was it? Josh's idea. Uh, many t- times people over the years have said to me, Andy, you're a genius. That's given. Right. Why are, are those you- the comics, 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 comics? This is just people, random people on the street. Almost everybody who meets me calls me a genius at some point. Uh, because I, but I it's a, you, you're not listening to the tone in which they're saying it. Oh, <laughs> nice go! So when they say "nice going, genius," get out of my way. That's not uh, yeah. nice driving, you, you genius. You may not want to tally those. People have asked me, "Where's your podcast?" Just like people, but you know what? It's no different than people asking me, "Where's your sitcom? Where's your, where's your, uh, uh, whatever it is that you don't have that I can bring up to remind you about it." Right. So I never had a podcast because I liked being a guest so much on them. Yes. And renowned I, for being a good podcast. Great podcast guest. What's that? Renowned for being I've a great been, podcast I've won awards. Guest. I've done hosted <laughs> won some awards. award shows. Yes. And I years ago, before, like when Audible.com first started up, I, they told me, I had a meeting with them. They said, hey, if you have an idea, they didn't call it a podcast, but like a show. But I couldn't even think of what it would be. That really happened? Yeah, but oh. I, they, I could, this is how inventive I am. I couldn't think of what it could be. What am I going to do for an hour? That's all I could say. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do for, and you know what? I, I still feel the same way. I, I couldn't <laughs> possibly talk for an hour. Yeah. Now... <laughs> It took this long to realize my initial instincts were correct. Right. <laughs> That's right. Why, why now? Why did uh, you decide to do one now? Well, Andy moved in to uh, my neighborhood, like three m- blocks away. And this was like two years ago. And I went, Please hey. say it's, it's, it's longer because that's, I, I, oh, I consider it exercise. Because he walks to my house six for the podcast. Blo- it's six blocks. It's six long blocks away. Six <laughs> uphill blocks, blocks, both way blocks. Um. And it was like two years ago, I was like, well, this is, you know, it would be a huge waste if we didn't do something together, you know, since we lived Because he kept close. walking over and you and, just stood there together. And so, <laughs> t- you know, two years later, we finally got it going. But it was it was about, it was probably six months between when I said we should do a podcast. To when was we, it? Yeah, to when we did it. There was I a, thought it was like immediate or There was a lot like of revving up. Yeah, we revved up. I was never, no, but here's the thing. I usually am against ideas before people come up with them. Yeah. In this case, <laughs> it, it sounded good to me right from the beginning. And for the following reasons, I enjoy talking to Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's hilarious, and it's so conveniently located. It's the easiest podcast in America. And he uh, he does the stuff that he actually puts it on reel to reel tape and transfers it to vinyl. 
I don't have to do any of that. Like the old days of podcasts. It's all in-house plant. I have a huge plant downstairs. He has the rig. He has what he calls a rig. (laughs) The rig. Yeah, go over there. He's got microphones up the yin-yang. One for my funny jokes and one for my horribly mundane observations. Sometimes he mixes them up. You're like Jeff Martyr going back and forth. Who's that? Kids today don't know about. I don't. Tell them about Jeff Martyr, Josh. Uh, Jeff Martyr was a comic uh, peaked, I would say, in the 80s. Don't say that. He might be right now on a world tour. He could be on a world tour. Peaked in popularity, I would say, in the 80s. Maybe not creatively. But uh, <laughs> in his act, he would do. He would put have two mics on stage, and he would he would sort of do left brain, right brain jokes. Now I think I've seen that. Well, there's another guy who does like three different mics. Okay. Apparently, that who does that? I saw someone doing like one of them were tweets, one of them was some. You know, it was like. You know how he said started it? He said to uh, his friend, "You know that thing Jeff Mar does? I'm going to expand on that concept." That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna I add a mic. You. I'm gonna add a mic, and it's mine now. I, I wish I hadn't interrupted you with that horrible <laughs> retort. That's that's what my wife said. On, on he's stealing one of my other. This is unbelievable. This is before the podcast, and this wow. is one of my signature uh-huh. uh, catchphrases: yeah. is to no matter what I say, like, "Would you like a straw in that, Andy?" That's what I said to my wife on my wedding night, implying that my wife wanted to put a. A straw in her vagina. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I do make it, but I make it adorable. Then. You do absolutely. <laughs> you just, can't think of it as a sexual thing. No, you're no. just terrifying me. <laughs> I, have, you, have you warned people how blue the thought live spy, thought oh, spiral show may go? Oh, I thought you were asking me if I ever put a straw in my vagina. No, no, nope. You know, I you know, I did, but I wanted to get wait till I got the slinky straw. I was with the <laughs> <laughs> crazy straw, crazy straw. Yeah. <laughs> Once when we got really kinky, I did a thing with silly string. I can't talk about it now because of the court case. <laughs> what I don't think I know is how how far back do you two go? Uh, we go back twenty plus years. Uh, we don't we don't actually know how we met really, but, but we have a, a a large common pool of friends. Um, so yeah. I can't even say it was at a party. No. Could have been at a gig. Okay, why yeah. am I yelling? Are you adjusting for when I yell? <laughs> Still can't hear one goddamn sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> no laugh track. No laugh track. No laugh track. Coming at you. So I want to know when you guys, you guys are recording all the episodes so far have been at Josh's house. Uh, yes, except for the one we recorded in the hotel room the other night, which will air Monday. Oh, so this Acme one is. Two, I think it'll be two, two weeks out. Yeah, oh, two weeks out. A little suspense. Wow, that's a quite suspense. a tease. Yeah, it's quite a tease. So little look me up. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know, but that, that goes. To, that's, so a, that's a blanket position on my part. But it's a whole. Why do you say it's a tease? It's a whole episode we did. I don't understand. But it's, you know, but we build up to things, and then it like takes oh. a while for them to actually play out. Like we talked about the Montreal speech for a few weeks, and then it was like a couple weeks after that. The... Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's misplaced. Yes. Can Ang- we misplaced anger? Can we talk about that? I was just to talk about anything you want because you know what? I'm like an open book that is doesn't have a thing written in it. No glossary. He's a no. sketchbook. He's it's an like open, an sketchbook. open <laughs> sketchbook. I'm an open sketch. I'm an open need. That you should write down. Here, read this. <laughs> but that's kind of your joke. But I was going that way, right? Well, yeah. And I would only say it about you anyway. So. <laughs> 
Open book. It's a, a, it's blank, a sketchbook. Yeah. <laughs> blank sketchbook. Blank but sketchbook, but it is acid-free. See, then the people who watercolor will be That's on it. the goddamn floor. Yes. Normally, Andy, <laughs> you've always come here to uh, Acme before Montreal. This is, and I have decided, Mr. Lewis Lee, and we're not, I don't know, I'm not going to brag. I got to have dinner with Lewis Lee only because Josh did. <laughs> and Josh, you know what I'm saying? Josh, he's the king of the town. I opened doors for Andy around here. And yeah. Lu- sure. Lewis Lee said the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Well, no, my wife once on our wedding night said something. <laughs> About Lewis Lee. About my, the size of my guac guac. I said to Lewis Lee, when I'm 70 years old, you don't have to book me anymore. Because he's been booking me every year. And I don't want him to feel like when I, uh, when I come up here with the on my Alzheimer's tour. Nothing funnier than Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't want him to feel he has to book me. He said, you will get always the rest of your life. He says, you pick the week you want. And you will be that week all the rest of your life. No, he actually said as long as I own the club. As long as – well, I assume that. <laughs> I'm not with my – I'm yell at some guy. I'm going to yell at some guy from Bill Graham Productions. That's not current. Uh, yell at some guy from Clear Channel. Jam Company 7. Yeah, See, I went local. There you go. Jam, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lewis Lee made a promise to me. Sir, the, his funeral was today. Can't you – <laughs> can't you back off a little? Can't you wait? I happen to know. Let's not make it about that. This was a pledge in a restaurant. Maybe you want to listen to this iPhone taping. <laughs> so, uh, um, and so I think I'm going to come here August from now on. Okay. Because I don't like. I've decided. I associate. I love the. I love coming here, but I associate the pressure of having to write the speech. Sure. And it is. It's a. And full, now that he's farmed it out. There's a lot less pressure. Because yeah, uh, he helped me with the speech. I, I've heard. I've heard. I was listening to episode, test episode 14. Yes, that wow. was a big one. That was that a big, was, uh, can I say, probably my favorite one so far? I think, probably, our, I think that's our favorite as well. I think I've probably heard nine so Is far. Is that where you hurt my feelings? Yes. Oh, God. Probably listen to nine episodes. I think that's my favorite one. I also listened listen to the most recent ones backwards. Okay. So... Uh, and it feels the same going either direction, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of, it actually did. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, those were backwards oh, really? when, I, when they went into each other. That's 17 funny. to 16. And I actually looked at my phone at one point going, is this the longest freaking <laughs> podcast ever? Then realized it was another They're one. creeping up in length now, too. I'm starting to let them breathe a little more. Sure. So. Many sure. people say two minutes into the podcast, they say, is this the longest <laughs> freaking podcast ever? Come on, Josh. These are easy <laughs> They're they're like softballs. He's throwing la. He's throwing whatever the metaphor is. I was talking. I uh, I got the uh, opportunity to interview Mar- um, Peter Bogdanovich a couple weeks ago on the other podcast I'm on. Oh, okay. And uh, he had made this great documentary about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and it's like four hours long. Yeah. It's like unbelievably long and yet unbelievably riveting throughout. And he was talking about, like, talking with Tom Petty when he had done his first cut, and it was five hours. And, you know, he's like, man, isn't this a little long? You know? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, if if people get into it, it, it can't be long enough. And if they can't get into it, it won't be, can't be short enough. Yeah, so, pretty much. You know? And I watched that by mistake, not by mistake, but I didn't know it was a Peter Bogdanovich thing. And I was I, I watched, like, two or three hours of it and was fascinated by it. I, and I have always been wanting to watch it again. You're a Petty what? fan? I'm a petty fan, and and this was like, but it was like you could be. A, I was a. I'm a fairly casual Tom Petty fan, and I, it was still just a great movie about like w- what what a band is, you know. Yeah. What's the other podcast that you're doing? 
Uh, it's called The Edge with Mark Thompson. Hey, it's, hey, uh, hey. Oh, oh, hey. oh. Uh, Andy's not part uh, of that one? No, I'm sorry. He's, not. he's been a guest. He's been a guest. Some oh, would say okay, his guest. Some, <laughs> would say, some would say his guest episode on there was a pilot for Thought Spiral. It's true. Oh. In fact, what I've been doing with any time I do a podcast, I take a headshot and put it on a cassette tape and just randomly send it to audible.com. They give me a shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm still around. I was wrong. I can talk for fucking ever. <laughs> and the same headshot I had from the 90s. <laughs> and the same uh, credits. Saber fencing. So I wanted to Jewish say... Jewish humor. <laughs> I saw the uh, 12 best uh, whatever it was from these... Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Seven of them were his. And then I find out... <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty on the podcast for you to admit that seven of those were written by I don't Jim. like to admit to it. <laughs> I, 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 I would have remained silent about it. <laughs> I was but wondering. once he was like, okay, I'm broadcasting uh-huh. it. All right. <laughs> but this is the first time I've ever worked. Now, next year, uh, if he does, if he wants, if, if, he, if he would be uh, so honest, <laughs> uh, it'll be better. But I, I had a hard time because I'm not used to working with someone. And so I was like thinking he was saying, to it, like during one meeting, this guy doesn't have an idea in his goddamn head. <laughs> this guy gets a, why, why? Why is he doing a speech every year? Why don't they get someone who does a speech who actually has a, you know? He's he's sitting over there going, "What should I talk about, Leno again? <laughs> you have any Leno stuff?" Yeah, he he attributed a whole bunch of feelings to me that I didn't actually have because I honestly was just like, "I'm here for you." As, you yeah. know, I'm here to write. You know, the speech for you, but I think he felt like he was working for me, and <laughs> that wasn't the point. But this was the good part of it. This was where the growth was. I don't know if this is in episode 14. It could have been episode 15, but the growth is that I really, because I grew up thinking that I was, um, everything I did was my fault, and uh, it's a whole thing. Nobody needs to hear it. I really wanted to know what he was thinking when I was thinking that he was saying, This is the way you prepare for a meeting. Yeah. You don't, because I at least. Would have thought he would have said, "Where, where are your no, you know, where are your notes? Where's right. your stuff?" Because that's the voice that's in my head. And if I respect him more than I respect me, which I did after five minutes uh, after meeting him, because that's <laughs> my thing, I, I actually carry around a pedestal. <laughs> I carry around a pedestal to put people on. He's on his feet, ladies and gentlemen. He's, you he's mean? <laughs> where? I, oh, okay. For a second, I yeah, yeah. Now you pretend you weren't taking a nap. Unbelievable. Andy is standing up, looking to the back, making sure that Eric, the producer, is acknowledging Eric, what if, his humor. What if George Martin had done this during Abbey Road? <laughs> took a nap in the back. Unbelievable. Uh, you, well, as I heard. You have the anthology, a big Beatles fan. Yes. Was that in there? No, we weren't talking about the anthology. We started talking about the Beatles, and the thing that that was that was very people loved about it was all of our facts were wrong. <laughs> and uh, well, mostly my I started into I like the uh, Sgt. Pet. I like the Strawberry Fields Forever album, <laughs> which doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Right. 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 <laughs> By the way, uh, just on a little side note, I have realized that. Uh, I, th- I always thought Paul was my favorite. Yeah, I think it's George. Yeah, I think it's George. I can see that. I don't. I always thought it was John. John was my favorite. First, John was my favorite, and then my friends who know the Beatles even be- even better than me, they <laughs> showed me that if without Paul, it's the John Paul combo that is. The- Why am I looking at him? <laughs> and then George just is great too. Which well, one of us is right, Josh? 
Um, uh, they're all great, man. They all brought something to the table to make the Beatles, for sure. I want to go back to the uh, Just for Laughs. I had no idea. Pete Best, though. <laughs> that's why they. That's why they needed Ringo. That was another myth. I, I, I believed as a kid. Just someone told me that Pete Best put tried to put out an album called Best of the Beatles, and that he got sued. Yeah, that's not true, right? I don't think it's true. I know. But I, never... I believe sounds it. great. Yeah, Best of the Beatles. Like he doesn't have enough to deal with Pete Best <laughs> right. than, than fake stories. He actually made a bunch of money from the Beatles anthology because he had played. They were they used some old. Oh yeah. You know, so he finally got some. Thank uh, God. Some coin Please from put that. this out. Yeah. <laughs> begging him. I want to say I had no idea that you, it was so much last minute scrambling, writing to get the speech uh, together. Well, I almost had uh, an, an almost a nervous, well, not a nervous, I'm, I don't want to use these uh, Just words. how about just meltdown? Yeah, because I'm not, <laughs> don't have nervous breakdowns. I'm a big baby and people actually have nervous breakdowns and I'm trivializing it by saying, oh, I went through a dark night of the soul, which I did. This year I thought, like my wife told me after the speech, she was was worried about me. Because I was like, every year I go through some phase of, I haven't done enough work. And all the jokes, I wait till the last minute to put them together. So I almost forgot jokes that he, that he gave me, forgot my own jokes. He had, because he direct messaged me something, and, <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't bring the, uh, uh, the pages document, that kind of thing. Did you know that it, that was his process before this? Yeah, I know that. Cause I just knew that he would every year around that time of year he'd go mostly he'd just sort of like go into the anxiety cave you know and it's just like <laughs> i can't talk i'm doing the speech you know for a month or you okay. know but I, but I do here but i knew he was cramming yes. Know, yes as well but he also made me feel he also said that i always assume that everybody else is more healthy than i am and and doing like people i respect see i respect Joshua, I assume he's got things worked out that I don't have worked out. But he actually made me feel better, too, because he said, everybody, my concept that I have to start the day after the last speech and put an hour or whatever the thing is, it's just not realistic. He's saying most people are going to wait to the end at some point. In some form or another. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing this show at the Improv on Saturday night where I have to do basically 10 new minutes. And I haven't, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I, but I, but it's all just ideas in my head right now, and I haven't put pen to paper to to uh, really organize it yet. And, it pro- and I keep saying, oh, the flight home tomorrow, I'll do it. Really? And it'll probably be Saturday that I'll actually, you know, put full words to, to, to the... Uh, each premise and punchline. Do you have any coaching for him? Well, he is unbelievable. I mean, he, he, I forgot. I had a mic for a second. Do you want me to come in and do ADR? Do I need to do ADR? Uh, what you, uh, about waiting for the last minute here? No, uh, there, no, no. He could, he could riddle off, he'll riddle off. If I say, hey, can you write a joke about uh, the size of Mickey Rooney's head, which was not one of the topics, <laughs> he'll have jokes. He can write jokes within five minutes, all better jokes than I had on the topic. Of course, he, he couldn't sell it that up in Montreal with my ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he, for himself, he says his heart's right for himself. And he said nobody writes tags for him or writes stuff for him, and he's, and he makes him sad. So I no, write. It doesn't make me sad. But. I write two. Well, I have to build it up. Okay. I write two things for him. He, two legitimate tags. Uh-huh. He looks at me like, uh, 
No thanks, buddy. Pedal <laughs> your wares elsewhere. This is this, again. This is like this is what Andy hears inside versus what's actually happening. Yeah, these are two different stories completely. It's a constant <laughs> Jewy Rashomon with him. <laughs> I don't know about that, Josh, because having it's met Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Now, what was I still okay? It's a great joke. Okay, I first when he first said the joke, <laughs> which I, did I didn't last hear week. it. I didn't yeah. even hear it. Okay, and I still have not yet allowed myself to hear it. Do you know what Rashomon is? That's now I remember. Yes, in fact, I've seen Rashomon. Yeah, but now I forgot the Rashomon part. But how did it come between Sh- uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah and Rashomon? How did it start? It's like a Jewish Rashomon. Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you know why I laugh now? I first heard it. I heard it for the first time. <laughs> genuine. That was genuine, right there. It's yeah. It's a quality joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to. So I'm that's gonna, why I'm really excited to do the live podcast today because it's just going to be nice to have someone listening to me. <laughs> I'll, and I'll also feel because there's others watching me listening. It's like when people, when I have been uh, doing acting on my various uh, acting gigs. Yes, and, uh, you know it's like people. I, I'm conscious that people are looking to see if I'm acting, so I uh, pick up the energy. <laughs> Do you have any acting stuff coming out that we can uh, look oh, forward to, come on. Mr. Kindler? I don't want to turn that, this into a, uh, an IMDb page. Yes, please. Uh, oh, I did an episode of Portlandia, which is so exciting to me. Oh. Because I love that show. There's no show I love more than that show. I, I have love fall- it. I've fallen behind on Portlandia. Has it been on yet? It's, uh, no, it has not been on yet. Cause, and it's, it's the last season of Portlandia coming out. I didn't out. know that. So you'll be and on the last I'm season. I'm going to be on it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know why I'm overselling it because I really am excited about it, but I still make it sound wrong. Are you playing yourself? No, I'm a doctor, a pediatrician. Is his name Andy? Dandy Diddler. <laughs> no, they, they didn't even. I don't think they even had a name for me. Okay. But I did go to medical school because people always say, well, do you study for the role? Absolutely. I went to medical school. Right. <laughs> I was supposed to shoot it on the second season of Portland. I totally got it, Eric, with Dandy Diddler back there. I yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I heard it. Oh, God. Oh, oh, good. Why are people calling me? Can I get free tickets to the podcast, please? I, for, you know what? I can't figure out anything about how a phone works. The sound is off. No, it's not. It is off. Just turn the whole thing off. It was off, though, right? No. It's, it's like if you have the sound turned off, it doesn't mean it won't ring, right, Josh? Right. You have yeah. to have another adjustment you can, you can for it. You put it on vibrate, though. Yes, Boy, you're... it's like uh, the oh. opposite of MacGyver helping you out. <laughs> <laughs> You have the world's worst phone case. Why are you look? This you're spending valuable podcast minutes. No, this is fussing great. around <clears throat> with the contraption. Josh, I want to know what's the latest with "I Need You to Kill" the movie that you uh, put together. Uh, it is. Uh, it has been delivered to the distributor. Okay. Um, the uh, Comedy Dynamics will be distributing it. I've heard uh, of them. Makers of most of Netflix's comedy specials. specials. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's in their hands. I think it's going to come out in December. You know, probably on like iTunes platforms and stuff. And then it's up to them to to who they distribute it to for streaming, for streaming. or broadcast or okay. whoever wants to buy it. December we'll, finally, I, I believe December. It's just unbelievable how long this shit takes. Wow. And then and then you were t- I, you were talking on your show about the. Michael DeBar, you're still working on... That's, yeah, I have a distributor for that, too, but now it's time, it's like 
rubber meets the road with all the photo and music rights. So okay. we're dealing with that. And I have, I got an angel investor who's now uh, on board to help that happen. And then I got a distributor who kind of matched her investment. So. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, let me tell you something. If it, if it actually involved the rubber having to meet the road, he would delay that, too, for a couple of weeks. But it is... Uh, He's on a lot of pain about it. It is, uh, yeah. It's just, I'd celebrate when he has pain that's similar to mine. And, you th- and I'm not one of those documentary makers who's like, you know, this has been my seven-year passion, you know. It's like, this is not my fucking Moby Dick. I was like, <laughs> I was so ready to let it go yeah. a few years ago. Um you know, the and documentary now, and now, about Moby Dick? And now I feel like Moby Dick is trolling me. You ah, know? I cut him off. <laughs> he had a joke prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he had, you know, he either had a joke prepared or he couldn't take one more second with me. But I, I looked over and he was Why going. can't it be both? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, uh, you guys ever going to have uh, guests on Thoughts Spiral? Um, do, do, or do you have to wait for another one to move into the neighborhood? Yeah, that might be it. We it, know the first guest if we decide to have yes, a guest. If we have a guest, I've already promised it to our common friend Joel Madison, who's okay. a uh, who's one of the founding Minneapolis comedy fathers. Okay. Um, he he did a big show with Louis Anderson and Jeff Cesario and Alex Cole, and he at Dudley Riggs years ago called oh, yeah. Comedy All Stars. Um, and a really good friend. It's the prob- He's probably the source of us meeting. Even. Yeah, that uh, might be because I've known Joel. Ma- Madison since also the same time. It's early 90s, right? It's not 80s. No, late 80s you've known him since. Oh, I see. That's where, yeah, that's right, because I did one-nighters with him. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, oh. We're, we're, we're By talking, the way, we're it's talking true. big numbers here, my friend. You do know his career better than he knows it, Josh. I know, yeah. Eh. I, I know. Eh. Believe me, it's not something you, you cover like a, like a, like a, a collector. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all his TV guest spots and things like that, but... Uh, you, know, but you didn't been, watch him on Wizards of Waverly Place? I never have seen an episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. No, but as you're t- talking, I don't watch it either because it's just, I, sometimes my acting is so impressive, I I faint. <laughs> that was the back a sound effect, room. by the way. That wasn't really air. Right. I, I just realized something, though, Josh. I realize that my hadn't, I'm wrong with what my time frame is. Of course it has to be the 80s because I met, the uh, don't quit your day job, which is what they were named then. They played at a. Cl- uh, I started stand up on my own in '86, and I was in a duo before then. So for '86, '87, '88, I had this little Italian restaurant called Seymour Hams that I booked, and I booked uh, I booked those guys into it. Did so, you? Yeah, so I had to, and Joel Madison too. And don't quit your day job turned out to be uh, Steve Higgins, who's now the co-host of Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Dave Higgins, who was on Ellen and on uh, Mike and Molly and uh, Malcolm in the Middle and uh, everything with M, and uh, and Dave Gruber Allen, who was oh, yeah. uh, who was Mr. Ross on Freaks and Geeks, and we all and, yeah, and Paul Feig, I knew Paul Feig, and now that I'm thinking about it, I knew Paul Feig uh, and Judd Apatow and all these guys from this room. Well, Judd, I knew from someplace else. It was called the Variety Arts Center downtown in Los Angeles, and it had the Edwin. Lounge that was had Edwin uh, um, memorabilia all over it, and that's where I met a lot of those guys. From <laughs> Josh, 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 where where am I? Who am I? Josh, I want to know if uh, you saw obviously because I saw that you uh, you acknowledged my tweet about the original Tom Servo drink 
that they were serving at yes. the Mystery Science Theater live show here that I went to in Minneapolis uh, last month. Yes, it's as if they were serving me. Yeah. I just told someone that you were TV's Frank. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Such a dick. By mistake. Such, By total such mistake. a dick. The current one. No, no. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was reaching <laughs> for I completely blanked out on anything. See, here's the thing. I'm a, I am a congenital liar. Which I'm uh, not congenital. congenital. What does a congenital mean? You were born with it? Yes. So okay. maybe. <laughs> I lie. I'm a fan. Pathological. Is yeah, people don't learn it. They're born with it. I'm a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the sense that when I've watched it, I've laughed hard at it. But I have probably only seen two, three episodes. There was once a Comedy Central promo that actually called me fake Frank. Oh really? Yeah, there was like a that's, it was like an MST marathon. Do you know what? That's what got that's in your why head. I did yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> that was, I told him that story the other day. And that's yeah. so funny to me. The one time Andy watched Mystery Science was half of a marathon. That was right. the three episodes. But it was Penn Jillette, it, well, he was the voice of Comedy Central I and I just that. And fake Frank. And they put my fucking seventeen year old face on Why they gotta do that? Even <laughs> I wouldn't have made fun and I'm and I'm Mr. Bad, I'm the bad boy of comedy. That's right. Even I wouldn't have made a promo like that. First of all, I wouldn't use Pendulette because uh, they <laughs> have nothing to say. Nothing. I wanted to slam them, but I've slammed them so many times. I'm just tired of it. What's he going to do? Is he going to stop being obnoxious? <laughs> Is he going to stop being a an angry, militant new atheist? I don't think so. Well, then bail with him. Did you watch him on Bill Maher a week or so ago? No. Did you watch him? I did see that. Yeah. I stopped. I have stopped watching Bill Maher. Because I really detest. You had Dawkins him. on the week before. You would have loved oh my that. God. <laughs> oh my goodness! How do you get through a segment like that? I think. What would Andy think watching this? Mostly, he's not an entertaining guy, Richard Dawkins. Even no, he's if you, not. Uh, no, but Bill Maher was fawning over him hard. Oh, because you know he kept. You know, Richard Dawkins would say something, and and Bill Maher would go, "Yes, exactly." You know. Oh God! Because <laughs> Bill Maher doesn't know. I've been saying that for years. Yes. Like, do you really think Bill Maher's read the Koran? Give me a break. He's read Sam Harris's book about the Koran. Because he even says, Sam Harris says the Koran has this and that in it. Sam Harris says. Well, at least you got the uncanny impression. <laughs> Who was I doing the impression of there? I thought it was Bill Maher. Oh. Yeah. Are you. I, I My think, old job. You're the one, I think, that pointed out that he makes his. Uh, like when he does that new rules, am I right that you've pointed this out? And then he makes everybody sit there and laugh at him, basically. Yeah, that's an. I don't know if that was. Is me. that is that an Andy yeah. uh, observation? Like a Josh observation. I feel like I got that. What from do you mean you. he makes the other? Oh, he makes the other people. Yeah. The panelists. Oh well, I can see that because what is he going to go go away? First of all, the guy couldn't execute. But death could, piece if he was at Home Depot. He could step away to an area for new rules, though. I mean, he already That's moves true. away to another area yeah. for interviews and stuff. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna credit that to you. And now I notice that every time, and how it's like, what, this is it's no. That's always, awkward. it's always been the weird, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. thing. Yeah. yeah. So who was on last week? You said uh, Dawkins. Dawkins. No, not Dawkins. A couple of weeks. Pendulet. Pendulet. Oh, okay. And how was that? Yeah. I only saw a few minutes of it. And was Pendulette, did he mention anything about being an atheist? <laughs> <laughs> or let me think about being a libertarian. You know what's so great about being a libertarian? It doesn't require any thought. <laughs> the whole thing is, it's not the government's job. Anybody could, anybody could come up with that conclusion. You want to shoot yourself up with drugs? That's your uh, choice, which I actually do believe. 
and also want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys? Um, so how was the Mystery Science Theater show that you oh, went to, by the way? And I, yeah, I was going to tell you that, and if you rem- I don't know if you remember, but I, you know, when they were doing that whole Kickstarter thing, and then I found out that it wasn't really it was going to be all new people, I kind of felt like, and eh, you're going to have to prove it to me that this is true to the what I love as the original stuff. People here. love viewers like that with that attitude. Yeah, I'm <laughs> original sure original cast too. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and then it came out on Netflix, and I watched a few. It's like, all right, I can dig it, and. The truth is, I was looking for tickets for a different event uh, the week of on a secondary, you know, yeah. resale site, and tickets came up for less than face value. Oh. And I called my buddy and I said, "Dude, these are we can go for less than face. Let's let's nice. do this." So that's how I ended up going, and I liked it. Actually, it was really fun. You are not giving an extra dime to this new MST if you don't have to. <laughs> not kicking into your Kickstarter. Let me tell you something. I'm waiting for underface value for tickets. <laughs> I bought... brought my own snacks. No, and uh, no, we bought some <laughs> alcohol at the event, and then my since I paid counterfeit tickets, merch, my buddy to pay me back did buy me a uh, poster. So okay, I, I, cool. I did That's go cool. home with a ten dollar uh, poster. Have, and the cinematic like... Titanic box set is out now. I, yeah, yeah. Did hell you yeah. buy? Did you have the original DVDs? I have a few of them. I, okay. I don't have all. It's quite a value. Yeah. Quite a value, uh-huh. the new set, especially on Amazon. My greatest hits are coming out soon. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> You're not recording or anything this week, are you, Andy? I can't talk. I can't talk about it because it's right in a very delicate point of the... Uh, uh, no. What do you mean, taping what? You know, like for another special or anything. Like a, oh, well, no, he's I, got he's got a backlog. I have a lot of movie work. I, you know, I go to Minneapolis, I get a, I'm get an acting job. I'm on a couple of movies. Sure. I'm on uh, St. Elsewhere. Is that a movie? No, I'm trying to think. Was that shot here? No. No. You could, I mean, but you could record an album to put out in 2025. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm doing a scene in the new Mary Tyler Moore episode. Yeah. From here. That's right. Ask Andy when he recorded his last album. Andy, when did you record your last album? 2013. The one that hasn't come out yet? The one that still isn't out yet. But it's, right? it's evergreen, baby. It's evergreen. <laughs> I predict. I have no problem with not releasing an album, but to have it still slated for release is crazy to me. You know, this guy. If people pre ordered it. This guy who is talking about, uh, can't, uh, you know, he's trying to get the rights to uh, What's New Pussycat for his documentary. Right. The rights to what? That's all I could think of right there, because that sounds like a funny name. It was, it was, it was strong. You Enough. know, I was. Be, I don't know. I don't want to say it was a bad gig, but I was recording. I was. I was singing "What's New, Pussycat" with an all-girl trombone section. Andy, I. Uh... <laughs> I like that. Is my favorite take. Don't even acknowledge how bad my attempt was. I went online this morning and saw a, uh, art, a column from Neil Justin of the Star Tribune. <sighs> Yeah, but he saw the thing the last night. All I knew was positive about me. I didn't see anything else. I would, I would art uh, RT Hitler if he wrote a positive review of me. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like Jews, but he <laughs> he made me laugh. Is that the way the Hitler? That was good. That was the best. Yeah, yeah. Just walk away from the equipment. I'm sure you have an automatic pilot setting. <laughs> just to punish him, I'll redline the shit out of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, learning that you <laughs> talked about Garrison Keillor, <laughs> and then uh, well, Erica we... Rhodes is on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the bill with you here. 
She's the feature this week? Yes. yes. With the chicken in the pot and old man McCullough coming down the farm and ooh, 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 I like raspberry pie. <laughs> how, would you say, how would you do your impression of Carousel Keeler? It's a long week here in Lake Womagon. You know who does Sitting here with Andy Kittler, the only Jew I would enter the city. <laughs> Gruber does a good impression of him uh, on the in the Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, uh, you know the the men like the tasty cakes. <laughs> I did the uh, I did well on the podcast this week. I think it's I did Garrison Keeler getting a tracheotomy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here in Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Powder milk biscuits. You know, he does. He that show did some of the best noir takeoffs. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, noir. it's even funnier that there is no longer any noir. Is there no? Would you say there's any noir coming out? Um, David Lynch, maybe. Or? Once in a while, someone will do a very, very uh, noirish. Noirish, yeah, deliberate noir piece. I have never seen a noir movie that I didn't like. I'm into it. Cut the chin music. Everything. Everything they say. What, what do you hear? What do you say? Can the balloon juice, Kindler? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, yeah, you're a real stand. You're a real stand upper. Stand up. Speaking of stand, that's what that's what's trying to be noir. Is uh, I'm dying up here. Is trying to be sort of noir with the Goldie character. I'm finding a lot of people love this show. I don't have Showtime. I haven't seen it. <laughs> tell, tell me what I'm missing. You're I know, not, but I think you're it's not always, missing a thing. I think if you, I would hate to work for one of those companies because every time someone when I meet someone, they go, "I don't get your show. I don't get your time on my system. <laughs> Can you call my system? Do you have a discount code? You have to pay extra for. You could get Showtime. Uh, yeah, I could. I'm not. You willing could make to pay a package. True, I'm not willing to pay for it. There's always something on Showtime that I have to see, right? <laughs> <laughs> What else was on show? Was it break, not Breaking Bad? But something Bizarre else? with John Biner. Oh, that was a little while back. <laughs> Big Little Lies? HBO, maybe. That was a good show. Big Little Lies. Tell me about I'm Dying Up Here. Why, why is it good that I'm missing it? Uh, because it's, uh, it's an overdramatic uh, version of an era that didn't quite exactly exist <laughs> really that didn't exist yeah, I mean, to be in the 70s it's right? supposed to be the 70s at the comedy store but they've fictionalized things to the point where there's anachronisms to it and there's the main thing is is that drama about stand-up doesn't really work sure because you have to take the writer's word that the comic is funny <laughs> you can only tell by what you know because you sh- if you show a comedy scene in a comedy drama it's to move the story along. Yeah. So either they killed and the audience is poorly acting, laughing their ass off, or they ate it and the audience is totally unrealistically silent. Yes. You know? I love when they do, I don't know which I love more, the unbelievably explosive laughter or the this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. The uncomfortable, yeah. you know. How, why is that person, and the shifting on a dime too. <laughs> that person is now. Uh, no longer be capable of being laughed at. Wow, she is a shame. She's shaming herself up there. You know, it's and, just it's just bad. And, and also, you know, Josh points out that the woman does not sound like I didn't know she was from Texas. But there's supposed to be a there's Texas. an actress whose 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 uh, accent is very come and go. Okay. Oh, you just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. Thank you for saying something about accents. 
Uh, I don't think I laughed harder than uh, when you started mocking the MyPillow guy on your podcast. Oh, yeah, the MyPillow guy. Oh. It's made right here in Minnesota in my very <laughs> own factory guy. with oh. my patented fill. Do you, have you seen the new version of the commercial? They, he is, I don't know. Like, he's taken the Chuck McCann <laughs> uh, medicine cabinet concept and worsened it. Oh, hi, that, guy. Hi, guy, which was funny because I had Chuck McCann in it. The people opened their thing, and now the my pillow guy. I don't know if it's a medicine cabinet, but all of a sudden the my pillow guy is looking at them. They go, "Oh, oh hi oh. there! I've broken into your home, and I brought you a pillow with my patented fill." And there's no right here in Minnesota, and it's machine worshipable. Worshipable, <laughs> worshipable. I love that. So much. It took me two years. It took me two years to come up with my pillow because I'm not bright. Can I can I do a uh, testimonial for my pillow because I have one? Yeah. Oh, you do, and I, do you also promote it? No. Now he does. Uh, yeah. Here's my promotion. Uh, as a gift from someone, if I were to receive one again, I wouldn't turn it away. I would not spend uh, five bucks on one. Really? Well, that really is a glowing recommendation. Yes. <laughs> uh, in fact, I would email the show. And because that's the kind of thing he's looking for, right? I could take it or leave it. Type of. It seems uh, like it feels like sleeping on a bag of little foam shapes. Have you sh- tried it? I've I've held one in my hand. They had one at uh, at KQ one morning when we were there. That uh, someone from my pillow had been in and left a bunch of samples. That's or how I got one. Is I it? Think. Oh no, it was my no different radio station than my wife. Oh, I brought them in this morning for you, right here in Minnesota. <laughs> I'll put them on the table, and whoever wants one, remember they're machine washable. <laughs> You mean you didn't get it from when they're going to send it up in this time capsule? You mean you didn't get it from a World's Fair? You mean you didn't get it from the Smithsonian? You mean you didn't get it from the Museum of Modern Arts uh, products of the century display? That there is Andy Kindler's patented fill. <laughs> How you doing, sir? How you doing? Here's my patented fill. How you doing? Everything good? Everything good? Are people ready to laugh? Awesome. Are you going? Uh, I have to. I have to warn you that some of these jokes may end up on our live podcast today, just because they're in my head. That, do it. Okay. I'll laugh just as oh, hard the second time. Patented Phil is our clo- is our podcast closer. closer. <laughs> Are do you have uh, the Minnesota State Fair opened uh, today? Today. Yeah, Josh. I'm not going to make it, unfortunately. Do you have a Do you have a history of State Fair love? Or? I did. Yeah, it was a big. It was a. It was a yearly uh, family event for it was. sure. And okay, it was. Me too. It was all food centric. A hundred percent food centric. Mm-hmm. It was the state eat for us. Yeah. And Is the food good? If you choose right, sure. If you yeah. you know, we had there. You know, most people have sort of their touchstones that they have to hit each year, right? Right. right. And then they'll try the one new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fried uh, chocolate dildo. I don't know. Something funny. You know, my but, wife tried that on our wedding night. What? So tell me some of the hits in case I go there to the Minnesota Fair. What would be one of the ones that you, like, even thinking about it now, you get excited? Uh, Piranha Pup, you got to have. It's what I get first. Uh, what is it? A Piranha Pup, which is a corn dog, essentially. Mm-hmm. Did you say Piranha? Pronto. Pup. Pronto. Oh, okay. It's a corn dog. Okay. Yeah. It's actually not. It's a uh, there's there's corn dogs and pron- I think Prano pups are not a corn based. Yeah, it's a different breading, different b- batter. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah you, batter. There's the word. Uh, you love it too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would uh, always get footlongs. That was his hot hot dogs. Um, they they have Andy. They sell about a footlongs. Yeah. There's some humor for you. Oh, so there's comedy also at the. They state call fair? them about a footlongs. 
Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's the type of thing that makes a product like that sell consistently over the years. And then we'd go and we'd get, uh, we'd occasionally get a sunny honey ice cream cone over at the uh, agriculture building. Uh, and then we would uh, get the French fries. You got to try. Yes. Uh, I was a big fan of the roasted corn. Mm-hmm. Um, the buffalo. We. My mother grew up next to the family that ran the buffalo burger stand in, oh. in Frontier Village for decades. But I don't know if they do anymore. Frontier Village has been totally redone. Oh, then they probably don't. It's uh, yeah, completely different now. You wouldn't even recognize uh, it. Yeah. I, I would... Any of the stuff sound good to you, Andy? Well, the bu- now here's the thing with buffalo. So like they don't. Buffalo, obviously, not, it's not endangered anymore, or somebody would get in trouble for this. But but it's also not making a, a run. In other words, it's not like... No. 20 years ago when they said it's going to be the new, it never was. It actually is. You see it on a lot of menus now. Stand aside, ribeye. <laughs> you know what? I do a lot of fast food. They don't have it at McDonald's. No, it's not fast food. But, <laughs> is, but Is it Ted Turner? But if you go one level up to sit-down burger restaurants, you're likely to see a, buff, okay. a bison. Do you buffalo. like it? Yeah, it's just like slightly leaner beef, really. Well, that's ridiculous. Why don't they leave the buffalo alone if it's that close to another meat? <laughs> I saw a thing on the news last night. They're uh, creating lab meat. They do, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. $21,000 a pound or something ridiculous That'll like probably that? come down Yeah, eventually. if the price doesn't come down, Because <laughs> I'm going to go with the Kobe, even. Yeah, you go to that restaurant? <laughs> so what is it? It grows in cells or They're something? They're using yeah, stem cell, cells. Yeah. Tissue, yes, still mm. tissue. Still, hey. Are you going to stick with that? Stealth issue? I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. I'm going to just Is it more ethical? skip right over that. Could it be argued that it's more ethical? Well, of course it's more ethical. Why? 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 If it, when it gets because to because the... you don't have to murder anything at the end of the process. Yeah, but don't you grow it from cells and see so you see a little lamb form? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. You know, you guys. What do they made... do with the fur? <laughs> How do you go from a, a lovely, uh, romantic—not romantic, but uh, a salivating country music? What is it called? Stage fair jokes to talking about pulsating uh, meat growing right. in a laboratory petri that, dish. That's my fault. That's my fault. Uh, so you, you have you, you ever ordered something that was in a, prepared in a petri dish? I hope not. No. I'm telling you, he's, a, he's lying to me because I know he's going to blow one of these days. No, everything's fine. No, no, you're fun to hang around with. <laughs> and you know, no, no, it's really fine. I don't get tired of you at all. And then you see a couple of askance looks he gives me that I'm telling you, if I end up dead, just know, don't, uh, yeah, look at many people, but go right to his house. There's just a couple more things. I, I'm looking at the time here. There's a couple more things I want to ask you about. One. Letterman going to Netflix. Andy. So excited. So excited, right? So great. I'm so happy he's doing something. You know, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I heard him interviewed last week on uh, Stern, and he said he has no no plan at all of what he's doing. Hey, we can relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that's my bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I got so – and I I hadn't heard about it until it was out circulating. He doesn't call me and tell me – before he didn't get the okay didn't get the memo he's but uh i just i think it's great and then they also uh, they released it or somebody did how much money he's getting paid what's he getting paid did you see that josh uh, like a hundred million or some netflix stupid thing six episodes two million per episode okay that's not that uh, considering the shit that they're paying people right now for comedy specials and stuff that's actually 
like real world money. Yeah, it, you're right. And that the article I read about it, that's exactly what they said. Like, well, these other these comedians are getting twenty. Yeah, like they gave Seinfeld like a hundred million bucks for two specials in his web series. Is that oh, really yeah. true? <laughs> yes. Tell them I won't do it for ninety-five million. <laughs> I'm. Uh, who are these people who think I'll settle for ninety-five million? <laughs> it's not worth my time. I did that. Maybe the world's worst Seinfeld impression, but it was combined with with also awful material. <laughs> <laughs> Now here's one of the other things I want to ask you guys. What have for both of you? What have you learned about Andy spending so much more time with him than I'm assume you have? You spent more time with him in the last year than you have ever. Any yeah. other, yeah, Come, yeah. What have you learned about Andy? Um, I've, I mean, I've learned uh, in some ways everything about Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't learned that much, really. I mean, what I've learned is what he's told me, which is that, you know, he's finally going to therapy at age 60, and it's like, and it's been a huge boon for him, you know? So there's nothing I think is cooler when than when people can grow, and, like, Andy's, like, in a major growth spurt right now, so it's a fun time to hang out and talk a lot. Yeah. It, it's really, it's a odd coincidence that you guys just got the podcast together and then that major life well, the guy. But, but it's, I mean I think they're hand in hand I think the fact that, the, the fact that he's on Prozac and in therapy was the thing that made him willing to take a leap okay. and, 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 and do it too. his original idea was therapy in the title of the thing it was it was going to be the Andy the uh, Andy Kindler post therapy wrap up show and I literally <laughs> wanted to do it after his therapy session each time like the Howard Stern wrap up show <laughs> You know what I've learned from the podcast? Please that tell if me. You, if, you, if you think that you may be gay, sleeping with him won't uh, solve <laughs> the issue for you. Because he's just terrible at sex. Just, yeah. not, he won't come away with a conclusive it, answer. It's not gender, it's not gender specific <laughs> no, with you. No. No, I'm unsexy. You're not a warm... I'm pan-unsexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. I'm proud of myself because you know I have to physically, I have to mentally restrain myself a lot during the podcast. Uh, a lot of times I'll say, "Stop talking, Andy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best method. Are you sure that's not you repeating what he had just said? No, no, I know he's. That's what he imagines. I'm thinking okay. all the time. So what do you? I, I, what have you, what, what have what you learned you about con- me, though? What have you learned about me? Oh, what have I learned about you? Um, is that what you asked him? Yes, I have learned. I think Josh wants to know as well. I do, actually. Yeah. What have I learned about uh, Josh? Well, it's hard to it's hard to separate separate because you don't have to make. Uh, was that the, a mooing sound? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that a negative? Uh, is that how you boo in uh, in the cattle world? Uh, no, I've learned State about fair time. Boo. I've learned about our our relationship through the podcast and. In our relationship, I, I've actually – I never had a friend who I uh, would, like, have little little beefs with sometimes, and then you talk about them, and I think it's, like, a really good thing for me to be in a, a friendship because he's – I think of him as very well, you know, adjusted, and, you know, he has no problems. He does have problems, but not as much as mine, obviously. And, uh, and But because he's – Aware, self-aware, he can communicate what's really going on, and so I've learned a lot about just like asking him, was he mad 
you know, was he thinking something at, during that writing session? Yeah. He could, if he had told me he was angry at me, because he has said things to me where he said, because I don't return emails and things like that, because I, I didn't know you had to. <laughs> so he's like, he's trying to get things done with the podcast. He's going, Annie, you know, I would appreciate if you would, when you get a text from me or whatever, and I need something answered quickly, you know, please do. And I don't, I don't get my feel. I mean, for a couple of seconds, I get angry. I store it away as a grudge right. uh, to pull out. In an appropriate we're, situation. We're going to do grudge inventory one of these episodes. But so, but it's like, a, so that's why I talk about him in my therapy. He's not there. He asks Phew, to, to be there. <laughs> so, uh, but I always knew he was hilarious. I didn't know that it would be a fun thing to do a thing. I mean, no, you just don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I could have thought, I, I, I would have, maybe if I was thinking, I was like, why would you put two Jews together? You know what I mean? But we'd also, we'd done Kids Court together. Yeah, yeah we've worked together on stuff. That's right. Yeah, so and we, D- Dumpster Dan, I mean, uh, was uh, Bob ba- Cartoon Dump. It was Bailiff. It was, uh, some, it was uh, I don't remember what the Bailiff's name was, but I think it was alliterative. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, oh, I want to point this out. Yes. The uh, Chad Daniels tweet, in which I agree with, about how freaking funny your tweets are, Josh. Oh, thank you. And thank Chad. Yeah. I did thank Chad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was very nice. And it actually did send a bunch of followers my Good. way. Good. Good. People, you know, people trust Chad Daniels' comedy uh, sense, apparently. Uh-huh. So. And they should, because he's funny as shit. Yes, 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 he what is. What did he say? About, did he say anything about me, specifically? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he did, Andy, in, oh. in another, oh, you'll tell on me later. another social media platform. You'll tell me later before my session? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there anything else we should be mentioning? Uh, I, I hope this was a good warm-up for this the, was uh, fun. The big, your big show. Listen to Thought Spiral every Monday. Uh, Cinematic Titanic box set is available in all your uh, DVD purveyors. 12 episodes for like forty under 40 bucks, which is pretty Darn good. And what's, uh, what some people argue is the real uh, continuation of the heart of the original Mystery Science That was Nerdist put out an article that said that. Yeah, that was, I that read was very that. cool. I, yeah. agree. I don't know how Joel feels about it, but <laughs> but uh, we felt good. I felt good. It yeah, nice. for sure. I'm, glad, I'm just really glad it didn't, you know, because left to our own devices, it would have just disappeared forever. So, sure. to, so to have Shout Factory, you know, take it in was uh, was great. Yeah. For sure. Why don't you ask me what would happen if I was left to my own devices? Some, Andy, what would happen if you left? We were left to your own devices. I have an iPhone six. I have an in dash cassette auto reverse stereo. I have three iPods. You're going to fade out on this, I hope. I have an electric razor. I have an AM FM stereo. I have a boom box. I have a short wave radio. Cheese. We'll be out by boombox. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs>